Welcome back to The Ron Show for December 20th, 2022. I'm your host, Ron Roberts, on the America One Radio app and at americaoneradio.com. So these are the sorts of stories that don't get a whole lot of attention, and I will confess to often being bored by them myself, but I think it's worth noting that our Georgia Public Service Commission voted four to one yesterday to allow a plan where Georgia Power gets to raise your electric rates and collect nearly $2 billion more from its customers from 2023 to 2025. As the AJC.com reports, this is a culmination of months of hearings affecting not just how much the company's $2.7 million million customers pay for electricity over the next three years, but also the future of rooftop solar in Georgia. Uh, Starting in the new year, the average Georgia Power customer, according to the AJC, will now pay roughly $4 a month more for electricity. Okay, so what are you looking at? $48 more per year on average. That's That's a tank of gas. Uh, larger additional rate hikes of 4.5% will take effect in 2024 and 2025, but commission staff said Tuesday that an exact dollar amount associated with those increases is not yet known. The perplexing part is that as solar power becomes more and more affordable, I believe more affordable than coal now, we're still not done with coal when it comes to powering the state or the United States, The um, Georgia Power folks also succeeded in front of the Public Service Commission in its fight to keep a popular rooftop solar net metering pilot program from expanding. Again, from the AJC, the program, which was created by the Public Service Commission in 2019, allows customers with solar panels installed on their roofs to be credited for extra electricity sent back to the grid at a higher rate, allowing households to dramatically lower their bills. But the pilot was capped at 5,000 participants and has been full since the summer of 2021. The article states Georgia Power has claimed that net metering participants reap the benefits of being connected to the company's grid without paying to maintain it. Environmental groups, solar advocates were disappointed by the commission's decision. This quote, customers need more options to control escalating costs like access to rooftop solar, says Jill Kaiser, a solar initiative leader and senior attorney at the Southern Environmental Law Center. By failing to expand the net metering program, the commission missed an opportunity to let folks lower bills and create new local Georgia jobs. Frustratingly, the PSC's failure to expand the pilot programs and only offer a temporary increase for exported energy will keep the state's rooftop solar sector mired at the bottom of the national rankings, according to Kevin Lucas, a senior director at uh, of utility regulation and policy for the Solar Energy Industries Association. Now, one thing to point out. The commissioners did leave an existing cap in place, but increased the amount the company must credit other rooftop solar customers for their excess energy by four cents per kilowatt hours. Okay, so while that's not a total loss for proponents of solar, oh, but wait, there's more for the rest of us. Early next year, according to the article, Georgia Power expected to file a request to raise rates to cover the cost of coal and gas it has burned at its power plants. Yay. Then there are the billions spent on the two nuclear reactors at Plant Vogel, which are more than five years behind schedule. If fuel is loaded into the second of the two units as expected next summer, the company could ask the PSC to begin reviewing whether it can collect prudently incurred costs from customers. The article wraps 
Combined with the rates increase approved Tuesday, PSC staff have estimated the fuel and Vogel costs could drive the average customer's monthly bill, average monthly bill up by $55 to $60 compared to current levels. That's a tank of gas every month. Is your household income going to grow by at least $720 over the next few years? Well, it better be. Here's the problem with that, though. That's about 35 cents an hour for a full-time employee to absorb. That's that's a 35 cents per hour you need to ask for an increase just to break even on that utility increase that's looming. Not the one that just passed, but the one the PSC staff says is coming. Uh, If you are a minimum wage employee, you haven't seen a raise since 2009. I mean, obviously, most folks who are on minimum wage haven't been on minimum wage from 2009 to now. But the likelihood that somebody who just started a job or is working a low-wage job at or below $12 to $15 an hour, the minimum wage should be, if tied to inflation when it was passed in 2009, would be above $12 an hour. What I'm saying is, for those folks who aren't going to be seeing a $0.35 an hour increase in their pay, they're losing money. This is why I've always said that the next time we raise the minimum wage, if it ever happens, will it ever happen again? I'm not sure. Not with a Republican Congress coming in, uh, or a House, I should say. Anyhow, my point was, if we ever do raise the minimum wage again, it needs to come with some sort of tie to a consumer price index inflationary measure of some sort so that it never becomes a political football again. Just raise the minimum wage when it's tied to some inflationary index, and that way the working poor never fall behind again. Heaven forbid. Yeah, that 35 cents is going to hit a low-wage family pretty hard. $720 out of the, out of the, the household budget for the year is going to hit folks pretty hard. And make no mistake, it's not like I'm suggesting that Georgia Power not profit profit because obviously you want your public utility to clear in the green so that you're not taking it in the teeth when they have to borrow money and then they raise your rates to cover the interest. But Georgia Power does profit. They profit quite nicely. What I am saying though is when you see a public utility granted a rate increase and then they project an even greater rate increase to come, Should that not also be the clue that legislators and governors and congressmen, senators, and the president should say, hmm, maybe we need to look at addressing the minimum wage finally at some point in time. I mean, by next year, we'll only be 13 years since we've raised the minimum wage. Cost of living has gone up a lot since 2009. Remember when it was the fight for 15, the fight for $15 an hour? Do you know what that is? In an annual salary, $31,200. Yeah, it doesn't sound like much, does it? And by the way, the average rent for a two-bedroom apartment in Atlanta comes to about $18,600 a year. You're left with less than $13,000 or less than $1,000 a month to live off of. Factor in a car payment, insurance, the raised utility rates, groceries. What's left? Actually, with Social Security, Medicare, health insurance, you're probably in the red. I mean, maybe the fight for 15 should be called the tilt for 20. It's not unreasonable, but that's only $41,000 a year. 
More Ron Show after this on the America One Radio app on AmericaOneRadio.com.